The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. We talked a little bit about the, the Rockets, like P.J. Tucker has some interest from other teams. You know who else apparently has some interest? Eric Gordon. Oh. <laughs> Boy, if you could move that contract? Yes. And that's the kind of the beauty about the, now the Rockets, that they're not fooling people anymore. Like, there was a while when they were fooling us and like, well, maybe they're all right. Now you can realize what you are. And if there's someone who other teams have some interest in, move on from them. What's the best uniform, like, in baseball in your mind? I love the Kansas City Royals uniform. I mean, the Royal, it's the, just such a clean look. The Royals is probably up there. I, you'll laugh at me. I like the Orioles. I, okay. I think that's pretty classy. I mean, it's a, certainly a uh, different color. It's a, yeah, nobody else. I mean, it's unmistakable. So, I mean, that's right. kind of cool. It's kind of like the Ravens in football. Nobody else has uh, right. black and purple. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number three, 713-780. ESPN, your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. You're good to go. There's Twitter, at Fred Fowler. F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. And uh, watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN975. Missed the first two hours. That's some of what you missed. And, uh, yeah, we did not finish our NFLs who are going to be veterans who are going to get whacked. Oh, we didn't? No, we only got to, I'm not even sure we got to Joe Hayden. Did we get to Joe Hayden? We did not. Okay. Joe Hayden. We did get to John Brown, right? We got to John Brown. Give me the, uh, Joe Hayden, you'd save 7 million. You'd have 8.58 in dead money. The Steelers have cap problems, but I don't think that's a viable one. I don't think so either. The Steelers are still a competitive team. Carlos Dunlap, Seahawks. No dead money. You'd save $14 million. He's only got a year left. Uh, Seahawks have some issues with their cap right now. He was useful, but... Yeah, that's a tough one. And how much of that depends on if you move Russell Wilson or not? Because if you move Russell Wilson, you're basically resetting, right? Yeah, why do you You don't need need Carlos Dunlap? Uh, Raiders right tackle Trent Brown. Zero dead money, and you'd save $14 million. With the Raiders. He's only played 16 out of a possible 32 games since signing his big deal with him. That sucks. But the Raiders are one of those teams that, man, they're, they they feel like they're close. Well, you got a pretty good left tackle. And, you know, if you could, if you can find someone who's cheaper who actually shows up on the right side, spend the money elsewhere. Uh, yeah, that might be the right move. Bengals defensive tackle Geno Atkins. Uh, two years left, 9.5 in cap savings, 5.2 in dead. He really didn't play. They pretty much phased him out last I, year. I, yeah, I think he let him go. Yeah. And finally, Packers linebacker Preston Smith. Uh, two years left on his contract, 8 million in cap savings, 8 million in dead money. Uh, he did not play well last year, but... You know, it's kind of like everything else. I, I mean, with the Rona and the no camp and all, it's hard to... There's not much benefit from it, it doesn't sound like, so uh, yeah. I'll, I'll pass. 
So, all right. And I would say if you're the Texans, there's a lot of these guys you want to look at, except they're stupid, so it won't happen. 713-780-ESPN, your number, 713-780-3776. I had a kind of weird thing that I wanted to get into, if that's all right. All right. Well, it's not that weird. It's just um, I feel like we've been really sportsy today. Probably have. I mean, that's probably fair. Now, we did talk about cats. Yes. And, well, I mean, that's pretty much it. We talked about cats. So, well, I have one more baseball thing, and then I want to get a little weird. All right. Since we got a little bit of time left in this segment, I don't want to dive into it yet. Uh, did you see what Zach Grinke has for his career goals? I have not seen that. Uh, he, He's he, running out of time, though. Okay, because he, uh, he wants to, I mean, he's got, 208 wins, 2,689 strikeouts, a career 337 ERA. He needs just 311 strikeouts to reach 3,000. 12 wins away from passing Pedro Martinez, John Smoltz, Don Drysdale on wins. But here it is. Here's here's what he wants to accomplish. The only milestone I pay attention to is I wanted to get 10 home runs and 10 stolen bases. And then I got traded to the American League, made it way harder for that to happen. And uh, then I got caught stealing for the first time ever when I was in Houston because I was so wanted to steal so bad because I knew it might be my last chance to get ten stolen bases, and then I got caught because I was I wanted it too much. I mean, that's kind of fair. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like it. Actually, it's not great for your team necessarily that you're willing to get stolen. Yeah, but if you got you're... if you got 162 games, you get to play, uh, you get to bat in maybe 20. What's the big deal if you get caught stealing once? That's true. So, <laughs> all right, uh, he's a decent hitter. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's get Anthony on. He wants to ask you about the UFC. Sports guys, um, I just wanted to ask real quick. Uh, Sam Israel to um, John on Saturday. Um, they talked about it later in the East, but how would you see a potential super fight between Jones and Israel? Because uh, that that's a trend that brother, we, I, your, I your phone. I can't, I can't understand I can't a word you're saying. Out. Yeah, your phone's terrible, man. Sorry. Text in your question. We'll be happy to answer it. But yeah, that, I couldn't. I couldn't get it either. Yeah. Was something about a super fight? I, I caught. I caught. Yeah. A and super I fight, think I but, heard. Is is like Israel Adesanya, but I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, just just text it in, man. We'll be happy to listen. All there is to say is I'm excited about the fights on Saturday night. I really am, genuinely. It's the first time in a while that I've been like, oh man, this is a great card, top to bottom. It's a great card. So I I'll uh, I won't I'll be watching it um, delayed because I'll be let the kids play a. Uh, eight o'clock game, which means I'll be I'll start watching at about ten, but uh, but I'll I'll, I'll be watching and I'll watch the whole thing. I, I I'm excited for it. No, oh, good. I think there's intrigue even in like the first fight of the night. I think there's intrigue. So, I, I it's it's a it's a really good card. And and I'll tell you guys, yeah, I've told you guys before when there's one good when there's one good fight and a bunch of garbage, I'll let you know. Okay, here's here's but 
here's what he was trying to ask. Assuming Izzy wins, how do you see a super fight between Izzy and Jones going? John Jones would beat Israel Adesanya silly. Now you're talking about guys who have comparable skills, but John Jones is just significantly bigger. John Jones, I mean, he's fighting for the heavyweight title next. He's not going to fight Izzy. So I, I, I don't think I don't think that'll happen. John John Jones is is listen, this Jan Blahovich is a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. But there's been there's been I think four guys in the UFC who have beat him. <laughs> he ain't John Jones. Uh and at some point and I think Izzy's good enough to overcome Blahovich, and I think he's over, good enough to overcome the weight difference in this fight. He weighed in at two oh one today. Blahovich is probably going to weigh about 235, 240 tomorrow. Dude, when you're talking about 35, 40 pounds difference, a lot of skill gets negated by that much of a size difference. And I realized that when I fought, I was like, I am so good at cutting weight that even if there's a guy who's got comparable skill set to me, I'm going to be so massive compared to that guy, especially when I was fighting at 185. I would show up the next day. I, I, when I showed up to the fights, I weighed 207, 208, and they would weigh like 190. And the, like tw- when you're fighting a guy with comparable skills and there's 20 or 30 pounds of difference between the two of you, it's not really even a fair fight. I, I think Adesanya is a much more skilled guy than Blahovich. He's not much more skilled than John Jones. I, I don't think he would. I don't think it would work. All right, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Let's take a break. It's a blitz on ESPN ninety seven five ninety two five. is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz, 713-780-ESPN. All right, I don't know why this bothers me, because there is zero chance that I will watch Space Jam 2. Oh, I will. Uh, I have zero interest. I've already watched it. We haven't. It's not even out yet. Okay. You caught me in a lie there. Uh, Yeah, which I often (laughs) do. But, I mean, I have no interest in this movie. I, I didn't like the first one. The fact that LeBron's in it, I got no interest in him. But now... It's clinched. There's no way in hell I'm watching it. Did you read the plot? Well, I read the plot, and it was like, I wasn't going to watch it then. But the director says Lola Bunny was reworked to be less sexualized and be more of a strong female character. I saw that. She's like, uh, it's very difficult to be a 10 if you're a bunny and you're flat-chested. She's a flat-chested bunny. She. It's very difficult to be uh a very sexy bunny. She looks, you like, don't have she looks large, like a skinny Miss Piggy. Large bunny breasts. The original Space Jam bunny had the big, bulbous, sweet, sweet breasts. But this bunny is a, it's very flat-chested. Uh, very very difficult to, to be sexually aroused by a bunny with no breasts. 
Well, it's it's not just that. It's like I this is before your time, but there was this show growing up called The Incredible Mr. Limpet, where uh, Don Knotts turns into a fish. And he's really unattractive. That's what she looks like. Why would you make Lola Bunny unattractive? That doesn't make you a strong female character. Uh, upon watching Space Jam for the first time in 2019, Malcolm Lee, the director, first time he'd seen Space Jam and he's making the remake, Lee was caught off guard by the original's very sexualized depiction of Lola Bunny. This is 2021. It's important to reflect the authenticity of strong, capable female characters. Oh, like strong, capable female characters can't have big, right. big sweet bunny boobies. You know what? Let me. Yes, because Scarlett Johansson being a female Avenger is just a grotesque human being to Why look at. Why do we have to pretend like being sexy isn't sort of a superpower in its own it for is. these gals? Did, did, did you guys ever watch uh, Old Guard with Charlize Theron? No. She's a total badass. Guess what? Still hot. What's wrong with only, that? She's only hot in Monster. That's the only hot movie she's nah, she, in. She's kind of hot in that Mad Max thing where she's kind of got the tattoos and whatnot. No, but I mean, what is wrong with being hot and being a badass? Hey, if you're going to go out of your way to make Lola Bunny unhot, I got a problem with that. I found Lola very hey, attractive in the first half. So, uh, yeah, we're going to make her... Um, we're going to make her not attractive. I'm kind of tired that I'm kind of tired of this stuff. Were you sexually attracted to Lola Bunny in the first? Uh, wasn't. I mean, she is a cartoon. Yeah. She's no Jessica Rabbit, but she was pretty hot. I guess that might be my big flaw. And I, I've like everybody talks about that. Like, who's the first cartoon chick you wanted to have sex with? Uh, and I don't Betty have any. Rebel. I'd never had an answer for that because. I guess I just I d- cartoons were never sexualized in my mind. Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit for sure, but I mean she was one. certainly sexualized and she was the most obvious, but there are people who are like I mean like Fred said Betty Rubble or uh, I I would have threesomed with Betty and Wilma. Uh Daphne from Scooby-Doo or I yeah, definitely. Uh Judy Jetson or who uh, or was Judy the daughter or the wife? Judy was the daughter. Jane, yeah, Jane, Jane was his wife. Yeah. Uh, and, and they were both hot. None of these are appropriate. I, I guess I, I just never, like, now, don't get me wrong. Jessica Rabbit being a sexy cartoon isn't lost on me, but that was literally the the sole intent of Jessica Rabbit was to try to be sexy. That said, I've never masturbated to Jessica Rabbit or any cartoon for that matter. But what about, like, a real-life cosplay girl dressing up as Jessica Rabbit? Yeah, I guess it would depend on how she looked. How was her, how was the body? I mean, I I guarantee because, if you Google Jessica Rabbit cosplay, you'll find something to your liking. Because I promise you, no human body looks like Jessica Rabbit's body. That just doesn't exist in in nature. That's not that's not that's a what real makes thing. it special. You know, it's a, that I know that buoyancy, that uh, flexibility. Um, and then somebody mentioned Jasmine from Aladdin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when people say Boom. like, uh, okay, and I guess like. To an extent, I can give you, okay, Jasmine from Aladdin or Jessica Rabbit. Ari- when, Ariel is a fish. No, that's where the line's drawn. No, there's like no when line. When it's no longer a human cartoon and you're sexualizing a fish or a rabbit, that's just weird. The and, nurse from Animaniacs. And people are like, well, 
that rabbit had legs and arms and walked upright like a human. And breasts. Well, yes, but she also had giant bunny ears, so it was clearly not a human. Couldn't you wrap those around your waist while she was... Yeah. That's just a weird thing to me. That's not weird. That's awesome. That's awesome. You gotta be more I guess I'm old school. I would only have sex with with person cartoons, not animal (laughs) cartoons. Mm. I think there's something to be said for it. I mean, truthfully, I'm only into sex with people, but... Well, that's... I mean... I mean, I, I, I'll throw aliens in there if they existed. My, my new thing is, like, one of the shows I, I watch occasionally now is that, uh, uh, it, that Enterprise. It was, like, 100 years before. It's got, like, Scott Bakula. The chick who plays the Vulcan. The only reason I watch it, the chick who plays the Vulcan. I totally want to hook up with a Vulcan chick. Okay. Especially this one. Very healthy lungs. Very attractive. You know, all, all about logic. So, hey, um, some Texans news, some breaking news, maybe. (laughs) Looks like uh, Justin Britt, former center for the Seattle Seahawks, is signing with the Houston Texans. Okay. Thoughts on that? Well... He's uh, not any worse than Nick Martin. Right. Uh, Presumably will be cheaper than Nick Martin. Yeah. And oh, Zach me. Fulton. Um, well, I mean, Fulton can still play guard. But, <laughs> as but I he's got to be cheaper than him. As I said, this yeah. Lamont tweeted us and said, free agents will not sign with the Texans. We just inked the best damn center in the NFL's history. That's true. So Lamont and I broke this news at the same time. I like it. I think I'm going to give Nicholas a half point. I'm going to give him a half point for this signing. Getting rid of Nick Martin, adding this guy. Uh, Let's wait until we hear the contract details. Uh, If he paid him more than Nick Martin, we're like, "Mm." yeah, that's true. I can't imagine they did. I can't either. Yeah. Okay. So we'll hold off. Uh, But Justin Britt's a good player. Yeah, not a great player, but he's he's, no, but he's, he's better than Nick Martin. I think so. So, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number. Somebody mentions Kim Basinger and Cool World. That's going back a little bit. I'll, I'll I'll go back a little bit, and this is one that you guys probably have never seen. Uh, this movie called Heavy Metal. That was a cartoon. I've seen that. Okay, lots of extremely hot cartoon sex in that movie. Just worth checking out. That's all. In my humble opium. Um, all right. So that that seems to be a good signing. But yeah. Tentatively, I'll give him a half point to get him to a one. But I need to see what the deal is. Okay. But I'll, I'll, I think we'll find out. All right. I got to tell you guys about Carbox. Sweet, sweet, delicious Carbox. And guys, I, I my wife is a fan. Eric brought in all the ranch water flavors, the the variety pack that'll be on shelves starting Monday. And my wife is a big fan. Her her favorite is the watermelon, uh, but she also loved the lemon, the Meyer lemon, and the and the uh, the prickly pear. Just they're all great flavors. And I already liked the original, the agave lime. They they've got some great flavors in that thing. And you're going to be able to get twelve packs with three cans of each. Uh, starting on Monday, so make sure you start picking those up. 
okay, you're not in the ranch water. You can always get the great beer from Carbach, whether it be the uh, whether it be the, the Crawford Bach or the Love Street or the Hopadillo. Those are all available all over the city, uh, pretty much year round. Actually, not even pretty much year round. Those beers are available at your, at your local grocer. And if you want something a little different outside the box, stop by the restaurant, open seven days a week for lunch and dinner, and they've got beer that you won't be able to find anywhere else in the city, plus fantastic food. Uh, Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And when you're out and about this weekend, make sure you grab yourself some Carbock. to ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. The mom was saying earlier, Fred, your dog has opposable thumbs. No, no, but she, she knows how to open the garage door. So, like, when I drive in, she hears the garage door, and I'll park and I close the garage door. As I'm closing the garage door, she opens the door to get in. She's figured that out. And... She, we've had to put child locks on the bedrooms. <sighs> Excuse me, that slip. Jesus, that's like six. Enough already. Come on. You, Aaron brought beer. I know. But uh, I don't even know what he's talking about. Your dog not having a oh. th- So are your is your garage door like the... It's got like a... Like, the handle like the yeah, ones here? Yeah, like on here. So she jumps, like in Jurassic Park where so the raptors learn how to she, open Yeah, those. she pulls it down and then the, she pulls the door backwards and then goes out in the garage. And so... Uh, and the wife's mad at that, but I'm like, you're the same one that gets her these advanced puzzles. Yeah, but here's the difference, Fred. My dog can also do that, but once she did it, we said no, and now she knows not to do that. You've no. got to train your dog to Fred not Fred do- likes that somebody is happy to see him. I know yeah. he does, but he's like... Uh, dude, <laughs> she, she is like... When it comes to training, like she can do rally course, she can do frisbee. She's great at that stuff. She pays attention the whole time while she's in class. She just doesn't like to be a good dog. When it comes down to stuff like that, behavioral yeah. stuff, she's like, "No, I'm uh, not doing yeah, that." It's like, "No, screw you guys. I'm my own dog." Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't like it, <laughs> if you don't like it, get another one. And um, but no, I mean, she's she's a great dog, but she just has this. She'll go through stretches where it's like, "I'm not listening to you." And it doesn't matter how much training we give her and how much money we spend on these freaking classes for her because she'll just like, nope, nope, I'm not listening. But when she's good, she's like the best dog in the world. I mean, you know, it is it is kind of cool that somebody is happy to see you when you come home and you open the car door and she's going to jump in your lap, even though she's 60 pounds now. Um, but, yeah, do I want her opening the door? No. And it actually, it, it, the first time it happened was a few weeks ago, and we, we'd been out in the RV, and we were putting all the stuff up, and so the garage door was up because we're putting stuff in the garage. The next thing I know, here, here's the dog running out in the garage outside. She'd open the door and just came flying out there looking for us. Uh, ESPN's put out a couple wild stats. And by the way, the All-Star game, you can hear that this weekend, 
on our station on ESPN 97.5 on Sunday. You'll hear the All Star, the NBA All Star game. If you're into that sort of thing, I'm not. Um, but a couple of uh, stats that ESPN put out, uh, you know, as we've hit the All Star break. At 36 years old, LeBron is the oldest player to lead his team in points, rebounds, and assists at the All-Star game. Surprised or not surprised? Mm, Not really surprised. All right. How about this number? This is pretty wild. Uh, The Brooklyn Nets averaged 121.1 points per game on 50% shooting. They are the second team in league history to average at least 120 points while shooting 50% or better from the field at the All-Star break, joining the 1981-82 Nuggets. Surprise, not Was surprised. Was that the Kiki Vanderway Nuggets? I don't know who. Were, I mean, I was I was one year old. I don't uh, know who I'm was pretty sure Nuggets. that was like Kiki Vanderway and Alex English and all those guys. That, I'm guessing that would be the case. Uh, and I remember them playing a game against the Rockets that they lost 152 to 148 that was at the summit at the time, and I was there. And, like, the last two minutes, the Nuggets weren't even playing defense. They were just walking up the court because they were so wiped out. The 81-82 Nuggets, uh, they, Yes, that was. They were. Ah. It was Alex English, Kiki Vandeway, uh, T.R. Dunn, Dan Issel. Dan and, Issel. And uh, Kenny Higgs. That was your starting five. I don't remember Kenny Higgs, but I do remember Dan. Uh, he took over for Billy McKinney, who got injured at some point in the season. So that that was your squad. But apparently they were a, a very efficient scoring squad. Um, So it, Kenny Higgs was an LSU guy, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, So is that surprising that they're, A, that they're, that they're shooting better than 50% from the field while averaging that amount of points? Or B, that they're only the the second team in history to do it at the All-Star break. I don't believe either one's uh, surprising. Okay. You think the Nets are going to win the title? No. You think the Lakers? Uh, I think what will happen is, as excited as people will get about the Nets, playoff Harden will show up, Durant will snap, Irving will melt down. All the things we were concerned will happen in the playoffs. Yeah. I I still think if... If AD and LeBron are both healthy, I really don't even care what's around them. I couldn't bet against that team. No. Those two guys alone are just so – they're just monsters. Uh, but the Nets are good. They're better They're better even than I thought they would be. Well, I mean, I thought it would either work out beautifully or it would uh, totally backfire. And James is playing well. Yeah, he's, Credit he's, where it's due. He's fit in there, and so um, I think they're really good. I, it, I just – I've seen his playoff act before, so I've seen it once or twice. We'll see how it goes, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not confident. How's that? All right. The um, the latest in bracketology. Uh, here's the team's current. I, I was looking at this today, and I don't know. I guess there's not a lot of people who realize this, but. This is a rule, um, and I guess a rule that you don't often have to go to, but you can't have the same, like, if you, there can't, in the the S curve that they put the ones and twos on, you can't have two teams from the same conference in the top four of the S curve. So, most people assume, 
we all know Gonzaga and Baylor are going to be one seeds, right? Yeah. We all agree there. Michigan is almost consensus to be a, a one seed. I think, and most people, I believe, think that Illinois is going to be the fourth one seed. So here's where it gets weird. That means that you can't have, like, the teams that would likely be in the S-curve, the next, like, the two seeds, which are Ohio State and Iowa. Most people have them as as five and six in the S-curve. They're going to get bumped, and they're going to have to be in Baylor and Gonzaga's region, which sucks for them because if you're Ohio State, you'd much rather be in Illinois' region. If you're if you if you feel like you're the if you're the fifth best team according to the committee, you want to be in the region with the the weakest one seed. That's not the way it's going to work out because of the Big Ten this year. Here's who this benefits: teams like UH, who may now, if they are a two seed. And they the the likelihood was going to be that they were going to be placed. It, if if UH is a two seed, the likelihood is they would be one of the weaker two seeds, right? Which meant they would get lined up with Gonzaga or or Baylor. That might not be the case. If they're a two seed, chances are good that they're going to be lined up with one of the Big Ten teams because Iowa and Ohio State can't be lined up with them. So that's actually good news if you're a, if you're a UH believer if you think that they're a team that could potentially get to the final four. I, Obviously, everybody nobody wants to be in the bracket with Gonzaga. No, really, nobody no. wants to be in the bracket with Baylor either. Even though I think I, I don't think that the, the I think the gap between Baylor and Illinois, the two and the and the four, is is less than the gap between Baylor and Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga is the best team, and it's it's not really all that close. Don't you preach that if you think you can win it all, you might as well go through the best team? That's fair. So you, if you, if you're sitting there with the big swing and D, going, you know what, I can beat any, I deserve to be the national championship. Right. Then you but know your hope you is, have a lineup with, and and honestly, you you believe that if you're Illinois or Michigan or Baylor or Gonzaga, if you're not one of those teams, you you probably need some things to break your way along the way. Because the truth is, I don't think many teams believe they're good enough to beat. Michigan, Baylor, and then Gonzaga in a title game. Like, that's, it's almost impossible. But do you For, not think Ohio State thinks that they could do it? I don't, I don't know. Illinois just beheaded, Illinois' best player missed the game against Ohio State and they beat them by 25. Like, th- that ain't, it, that ain't exactly, you're not going into this thing with the most confidence in the world. You're not exactly flexing on people when that happens. So, if you're a team like UH, Sure, you. I mean, in your in your head, you like to believe, and obviously, if you're the coach of UH, you want your kids to believe that you can beat anybody. But if you end up in the in the grouping with Michigan or Illinois, that get, every time that Gonzaga or or Baylor plays a team that's not you, there's a chance they get knocked off, and that's what you're hoping for. Constantly. Or a star gets hurt, right? Yeah, it, something could happen to one of those two teams that are, that are the favorites that could make it an easier path for you. Because, like, no one wants to win five games in a row and then line up across from the best team in the country that's going to be favored by probably eight points over you. Right now, 
this the gap has widened. Ken Palm, which isn't it's not the end all be all, um, but it's a a pretty good source. It now has Michigan as the second best team. Gonzaga would be favored by four on a neutral against the second best team in the country. So you go through all this, you you, you win five games, and and in some cases, you if you're a if you're a two seed, that means somewhere along the way, either your one seed got knocked off by somebody, or you beat that one seed, and you're like, yeah. Then you face another t- another team that might be a one seed or two seed in the final four. And then you get to be a dog against the best, the consensus best team in the country. And Gonzaga over UH would probably be an eight to nine point favorite. So that like every time Gonzaga plays a game that's not against you, you're happy. So if you're in the in a region that's not with Gonzaga, you're happy because you don't you only want to play them in the last game if you absolutely have to. I think that's so. Any tournament, that's how you want to play it, right? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I I think you and I have different opinions of this. To me, I, I, if I'm going to win the thing, I got to beat you at some point anyway. Yeah, and, and yes, in a in a perfect world, or you can wait until someone else beats them, right? Or you hope somebody else beats yeah. them. Yeah, but but at some point, if I'm going to win, I have to beat you most likely, especially Gonzaga. So you know what? Yeah, I'd rather it be in the championship. Or I'd rather it be in the final four. But I have to play in the final eight. I gotta beat you at some point, and I, I'll I'll take it. You know, because that means you at least got to the elite eight. That's yep. a pretty good run, and you're playing the best team in college basketball. You pull off that upset, then and who knows what happens from there. But I I mean, ideally, yes, you're right. But I know I gotta beat you at some point. So whenever it happens, I'd rather it be later, and you can push it back as long as you can because yeah, somebody else might upset you. But I'm not gonna go into a game thinking. Oh, gosh. I mean, yeah, they're the best team. We got no chance. Let's just quit. Which, and by the way, Bracket Matrix, uh, BracketMatrix.com, which is like a, it's a, I think there's 27 brackets that they take and they do like a consensus ranking of, of where, where, where bracket makers have these teams slotted. Uh, UH right now is the highest rated three seed. See, I, I prefer that to a two. I, I would say, I, I think I would, well, I think I would prefer that too, honestly. Oh, or there, even the highest not, rated not, four seed. I yeah, because if you're if you're the highest rated two seed, then you put yourself in a or your lowest rated two seed, you put yourself in a in a, a spot where you might have to to play Gonzaga. Uh, it in the Big Ten, four of the top the top eight teams in Ken Palm are Big Ten teams. So that that's what that's what's causing it. It's never been done before. Like it's never happened. I don't think anybody when they made this rule, I don't think they thought. Oh well, four of the top seven teams in the country will be from one conference, so this will be an it's it's unprecedented is really what it is, but it is going to create some hubbub, and it, there's some teams like Houston, Kansas, I would say Villanova, although they they lost their best player for the season, which sucks, or, or Arkansas, who could take advantage of that. What was happening with Kansas and UTEP last night? Dude, I'm tell- you're talking about sleepwalking at, the, at a point Jeez. in the season where you feel you feel like you can just oh well we're Kansas we've got this <laughs> almost cost them. All right, guys, I got to tell you about new breaks and uh, just a few folks who've sent me stuff over the last couple months. Uh, uh, had new breaks out to repair my mom's car a few weeks back. Couldn't be better, guys. Uh, came to my place yesterday, super nice and quick. 
Uh, just had new brakes installed on my son's car. They were quick and very reasonable. Thanks for letting me know about them. Uh, that's what they do. They come to you. New brakes will come to your house, or if you need to send them out to your mom's house or anything like that, or your job. Like I could have new brakes come out while we're doing the show, and they take care of it because that's what they do. You don't have to go to a shop. You don't have to go to a dealer. They're convenient. They're 20 to 50% more affordable than shops and dealers on average, and you're getting quality work, and they're coming to you. And if you've got a family member, they'll go to them. And they're backed by a 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty, certified experienced brake technicians. And uh, what you want to do is go to newbrakes.com. That's N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. They'll get right back to you with a transparent, surprise-free repair quote. Mention ESPN, 10% off your service. N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com, newbrakes.com. The Blitz, Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Final segment of the week, mercifully. Uh, oh, boy. Shots fired. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm, just, I'm ready for a break, man. It's been a long-ass week, so... Ready to coach some youth baseball, huh? No, I'm ready to. Uh, I'm ready to go get drunk with my friends tomorrow and then sleep all day Sunday. Where are you getting drunk? Uh, we'll probably just hit some places in in my neighborhood. Okay, so just a few of us. I don't get really drunk. We're just gonna go hang out for a little bit. Uh, I was telling you, my, I think uh, one of my neighbors has one of those arcade bars now down on uh, Saint Emmanuel. So I thought I'd go play some Frogger and stuff like that. Nice, just goof off with some friends. A little Double Dragon. Uh, yeah, a little Galaga. <laughs> yeah. Tron, you know, those, those Hubert, uh, you know what? I never did Hubert. I did Hubert when I, on a, on a Atari, I did Hubert, but Frogger Galaga, those were, those are my best. Okay. And they've got some pinball machines and stuff too. So I'm going to go check that out. All right, let's do a little, uh, stupid stuff. Yeah. Stupid stuff. We've said this week and some people can't control themselves. Hey, let's do this. It's a Monday on the blitz. This is the Diabolical. Like I've cussed at umpires before. This was ridiculous. That guy was a giant puss. I don't know. I guess he, if he was on his period, I'm not sure. But there was some kind of a problem. That would be if I trusted them to make the right move. Which, guess what I don't trust them to do. As long as this group is in charge, they're never going to be good. They're never going to luck into anything. Because they're a bunch of clueless Joe Jacksons. That's what they are. I like that clueless Joe Jackson. Yeah, I, that's, the, a good, that's a good. Uh, the the lesser known Joe Jackson. Yeah, it's a good play. Yeah, he's he's like Jeff Harbaugh. <laughs> Did they ever hire a new PR person after they fired Amy Palchik, or is that just another thing that Jackie uh, took on? I, I think it went under the radar because I think they hired a white man. No, so they, they didn't make news about. It. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they did the. Uh, they just promoted her assistant. Was he a white man? No, it was a girl. Oh, okay. they still have a lady uh, PR that person then, huh? I feel like they'd make big news out of that because they got a lot of grief for firing a lady PR person. You think you'd want to say, "Hey, we replace her with a lady," but you know, I guess that's the PR person's job. 
Who am I to tell that lady how to do her job? I mean, Tampa's really good and can score goals, but Chicago, the goalie they have in there, is, is playing really, really well. And Vasilevsky for Tampa Bay is one of the best in the league. Flies in the Vasilevsky we are. <laughs> Not the greatest deaths. I hope the best deaths pick things up. They might. Let's see. God, even the mobster you have is pretty weak. An L- All right. Best deaths. Wait, wasn't Bugs Moran in last week? Yes. Bugs Moran was last week. And now he's in this week in the best deaths. He wasn't a best death. I think Aaron Let's got go lazy Kane. and just redid some deaths from last Kane's week. Minus three and well, a half. I know these suck. But I mean, we can't. I mean, if we're going to resurrect somebody, let's make it Lazarus or Jesus and not Bugs Moran. That would just be my... Shame. The uh, computer says uh, right at four goals. So Right at four goals. Which allows for one, Beep, boop. Uh, you know, one empty netter or some scuzzy thing, but not two. So uh, on Only average, one open netter will be allowed tonight. Yeah, so under five and a half for that. And Senators Flames over six. Beep, boop. Why don't you give out those plays that the robot gives in a robot voice? Well, because it's not just the robot. It's a computer program that beep, spits boop, out what the boop, number should be. Boop, beep. Nobody's computer sounds like that. It's not. This is not like Hal from uh, that's how Space it should Odyssey. Sound. No. Does your sound like that? No. no. Okay. Guess what? I also have a Mac. Guess what the program's on? A Mac. No. It doesn't sound like that. But I just like it better if it talked to you and said, the play tonight should be the Senators under. No, Senators were over. Don't oh, confuse the Senators people. over. Uh, over. Yeah, over. Sorry, I don't. I don't have over. that kind of computer. It's glitching. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, you're fascinated with nipples. I'm more fascinated with the whole of the breast. You know, it's it's it's. I a, like that too. It's a holistic I like that thing. part too. Yeah, I mean, I, what I think I would have liked the commercial better if it would have had like 20 different chicks instead of the same two. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I like variety. Yeah, all shapes and sizes. Change it up. But I guess like you know, you can. I, how many chicks are you going to pay to be naked in your commercial? Well, me? Because I'll, I'll, I'll pay all the chicks. What, do you think they were paid SAG rate? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how long did you wait to throw that out? Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> Stupid stuff. We said this week. Oh, I, I, I believe it was off the cuff, but I also would have been shocked if you were just you were, you were just hanging on to that waiting no, to drop it. No. So, hey, let me uh, get this out of the way. It's that time again, ESPN 97.5's third annual Bracket Madness, presented by Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade, supported by Seaforce Water and Dr. Linville with Hair Specialist Houston. We'll be giving prizes to 97.5 winners. Yep, the five-point winner is the penultimate winner, second to last in the whole bracket. And did we mention this is all free? Free. Prizes include a $50 gift card to Rooster's Men's Grooming, the Burger Joint, Chewy's Fine Tex-Mex, Smash Burger, and much more. Head to ESPN975.com to register now. It's Bracket Madness, presented by Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade, bubbly, bold, packed with lemonade flavor. So, does Jesus Easterby get the win the Chewies gift card? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, so, Jack, sorry. He, he's not welcome. No fish for you. No, no fish tacos. No fish tacos. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Uh, no, no. And if you're eating blue fish tacos, you're probably throwing up. So... Yeah, Aaron, what do you got going this weekend? Uh, spending time with family tomorrow for my mom's birthday, and then Sunday get to hang out around the house and do nothing. Ooh, you want to come coach fourteen-year-old baseball? I do not. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I've already, I've, I, and I've said, um, I, I've told the the guy that runs the program that if 
if somehow we win a game or two on Sunday, I'll have to leave because I'm I am I I told you guys I'm going to do the uh, the play by play on the Fury fights uh, on Sunday on UFC Fight Pass. So if you have UFC Fight Pass, check it out. I'd love I'd love some feedback. Cool. I, now I don't want you to just go on there. Actually, here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to not watch it and just say just pretend like you watched it and say that you sucked. Like it, but if you watch it and you give some feedback, I'll accept it. Even but if, if you, it's, if even you if it's pre- not great. But feedback. what if what if people pretend like they watch it and say, "Dude, you were so good." I don't want that either. Okay, it's that's like I own. You know what? I'll take that. Yeah, you will take that. But I, I really <laughs> prefer some feedback of people who actually have UFC Fight Pass and watch the fights on Sunday. And I'll be uh, I'll be working with Alex Morano, who's a uh, as we know current UFC fighter, and a guy named Todd Moore, uh, who who fought for Bellator and is a. He, I think he's like a 20 fight pro. So, um, Alex, who's probably been on the show for every one of his fights. Yeah. Damn near. Yeah, so, yeah. uh, I would, I would love some feedback if somebody gets to watch it this weekend, but to just, I'm just saying, don't, wa- don't not watch it and then give me terrible feedback. I don't need that. Well, I, uh, I will do my best to check it out. It just depends on how hungover I am. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Looks like you're going to be okay on this one. Mm, this Miami game. that foul on, uh, Oh, it's on BC. Yeah, yeah you, I'm probably good. good. All right, great job, Aaron. Great job, AJ. I was okay today. We'll do it again on Monday. Till then, stay sportsy, bitches.